o'clock. Okay, I think I turned this thing on, but I don't know if it's on. Yeah, it says on. It says green. Green, let's go. I got the green. Hey, good morning. Seems like half the people are out there, but we'll, we'll start this thing anyway. Let's, uh, today is, what is it, November 27th? It's the first Sunday of Advent, which is the theme is hope, which I'm really excited about. Um, got a couple announcements in your orders of worship. First and foremost is next, actually before that, if you have any youth, there's some steam growing around here for our youth. They did something back in October or November, and things are starting to blow up, and so they're doing something on Friday. It's a white elephant gift. That thing's from like 7 to 10. 7 to 10. If you know of any students, let the guy with the red hat know. Rob, he's here. All right. And then next Sunday, we're doing a Christmas luncheon party. And it's going to be, um, it's going to be festive. I'm, I'm fired up. There's still opportunities. I think there's tables left. And each table is going to have a different theme. I know Sharon's doing sheep because that's kind of, that's kind of her deal. Uh, I think the youth are doing rams. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I forget. Uh, you said what it was, but I, I forgot in the email. But sign up, host a party. There's going to be games, Christmas music, all kinds of jazz. Make sure you, you show up next Sunday and then stay afterwards for the fellowship hour. Um, this is Presbyterian Church of the Covenant where we are worshiping Jesus Christ. We are living out God's love and we are transforming community by the Holy Spirit. And um, just to mix it up a little bit, we have, we have our very own Amy. She's going to be opening us up in a call to worship and a prayer. Good morning. Please stand for our call to worship. It comes from Psalm 33 this morning. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. The eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those who hope in his unfailing love. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you today. Please pray with me. Holy and gracious God, we maintain our hope in you and hold on to the assurance that what we are praying for is already accomplished in the name of Jesus. As we enter into this Advent season, keep us aware of your presence in all we do. Keep our hearts and mind focused on you and not the endless distractions of the season. Fill our hearts with joy so that we might live each day serving others and in doing so, praising you, our hope and our shield. And all God's people said, Amen.
Good morning. My name is Don, and this is my, my lovely bride, Lynn, of, of uh, 54 years now, 54 years. So um, I've been asked for us to light the candle of hope. And um, if you put $2 down and you walk out with a lottery ticket, and you say, I hope I win the lottery, no, that's a misuse of the word hope. You wish you might win the lottery, but hope in it is very, very small. So, um, Pastor Jason has asked us to um, talk about a time when, when God provided us the hope. And so I'm going to go back about 52 years, and um, I've just been drafted, and I'm in the Army, and I'm in Vietnam. And the first two weeks of being in country, um, you go through a processing, and then they decide which outfit and unit that you're going to be assigned to. Well, um, during that time, um, the Red Cross came and at and told us that they had a network of shortwave radios. Remember, this was before everybody had a phone in their pocket? Um, and they would, if something happened, they would notify the family. Well, I signed a release for that to happen to notify Lynn, because we had only been married a year before I went to Vietnam. And so... Hope is really a feeling that um, what you hope for will happen. And so that gave me comfort knowing that if I ever got wounded or hurt or something, Lynn would be notified as soon as they could do uh, a network of, of shortwave radios. They had set it up to go clear across the Pacific Ocean from island to island um, to ship to to shore and notify Lynn. Well, as it happened, I did get wounded uh, about a week before Christmas. And um, I took comfort in knowing I had signed that release paper. Well, I didn't hear that it had been received. I didn't get any news. So I kept hoping and hoping. And then... um, 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 Bob Hope came, uh, <laughs> and and all of the uh, um, 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 wounded. We call this the walking wounded, because after my surgery, they said, "Okay, we don't need to chop off your leg. We can save your leg as long as you don't get a big infection." Um, and I thought, okay, I'm waiting for news that Lynn's been notified. I'm waiting for news that Lynn's been notified, and it wasn't happening. So where do I get put uh, when we go to see the Bob Hope show? Front row, center. I'm on my crutches. I sit down. There are people on both sides in wheelchairs and whatnot, and the cameras were shooting right at us, and I thought, oh, my God. I hope Lynn doesn't see this and recognize me, and she's never been notified that I've been wounded. I'm in the hospital uh, south of Da Nang, and uh, um, it it didn't happen. Well, I found out later that um, the cameras intentionally went over the walking wounded, because Vietnam War was not popular in the United States. And there were lots of people rallying against it and stuff. So I'll speed this up. Yes, Jason. Um, So what happened then was I go back to the hospital. I have another surgical procedure done. I'm still no news that Lynn's been notified. But the mail comes. And I'm opening the letter from Lynn that says... Honey, what happened to you on, she gave the date and she gave the time. And I sat up in bed and said, guys, get on your crutches and come. I have a neat story to tell you. Look, look. 
Lynn wants to know what happened at the exact time she told me that she got out of bed, walked around the house, and said, something's wrong, something's not right. She wrote the letter and asked me, well, you know what it was? That was when I got wounded. And, you know, I put my faith, the Red Cross has done some wonderful things, but I put my faith in the wrong element because God came through where the Red Cross had failed me. And so that's my story of faith and, and where God brought faith to us. Um, I was able to come home um, uh, as, a, as a repaired um, walking wounded. And so now it is time for us to light the candle of hope. Um, and as long as your hope is in Jesus Christ our Lord, then you will be able to endure whatever he has. And so Lynn will now write the candle of hope. And I hope that you leave today knowing that ultimately God is your hope through his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you. Let us end in prayer. Okay. Um, um, Father God, every word in Scripture, can you hold it for me? Every word in Scripture is the hope that God, that we because of, that because of Jesus Christ. The Christmas story wasn't the beginning of that message of hope because the Old Testament is full of glimpses of your plan to redeem your people and restore them into a relationship with you. But we are able to truly begin to see and understand just how great your love for us is when we read the story of, of the birth of Jesus. Help us to see that you are with us. Nothing is too difficult, too messy, or too dirty for you. Jesus came to give us the gift of eternal life through the salvation that only you, our Heavenly Father, can give when we believe on your Son, repent of our sins, and confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That first Christmas, you gave us the gift of hope, Lord, and it was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. Thank you, Father, for your immeasurable gift. In the name name of Jesus Christ, the reason for our hope, we pray. pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Was born.
deliverance and my honor. My mighty rock, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And in Romans, we also read, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In that hope, we go before God in a time of prayer. Eternal God, while we pray that you will come and be among us, we know that you are already with us. We ask that you will open our eyes to your presence, that we will see you at work in us, in our neighbors, in our church, and in the world which you made and continue to love. In this season of anticipation, we pray that we might not only be mindful that you came to people 2,000 years ago in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, but that we are sensitive to your coming to us now. Give us hope that in the future your promise will be perfected and your glory revealed to all flesh and your will done on earth. We pray today for your household, our church. Sustain the leaders of your church in the world. Stir your church into action here and in every land and make us worthy of all that Christ has done for us. Heal dissensions that divide us from one another and bring us to a unity of love, a love for you and for one another. At this season of Advent, O Lord, we say, Come, Lord Jesus, come into a world that so needs you. Help our world, we pray. We see so much violence in the world, in the Ukraine, in our everyday lives where people commit violent acts, where innocent people suffer and die. Bring the promised peace into these places. Come, Lord Jesus. Gracious God, having sent your Son to lift up the lowly and to fill the hungry with good things, send your church to accomplish the same mission in our time and place. Send your people to sympathize with the suffering, care for the sick, the hungry, cool the fevered brow, and comfort the anxious and bereaved. May our faith in Christ be evident in our compassion for others. We pray for those who are weary, worn, and sad, for those in agony of body, mind, or spirit, especially as we come into this festive season. We pray for all who carry <coughs> heavy burdens for family or friends. May they <coughs> heed our Savior's invitation to come to him and find rest. Give health to the sick and strength to the weak. Heal those who need your touch. Be with Kay, with Patty, with Lou, with Gwen, with Keith, and others known to you. God, keep us alert for the signs of the gentle touch of your hand upon our world, whether it be a star in the sky or a voice in the night. Help us have the courage to follow where you will lead and to rely on your guiding presence along the way. Be with us and use us to give honor to your Son as we witness to his love. For it is in his name we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Worship. Now is part of the service where we return to God what he has so richly blessed us with. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received. If you're at home listening on the podcast, you send them to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And if you're here amongst us in the sanctuary, you can leave them in the offering plate on the way out. This morning's offering is now received.
Make haste, get ready, don't delay. Prepare the way of the In the wilderness, you better straighten those roadways and level those hills. I had trouble the first time you guys were here. Should I let you go sit down? Just, let's say that. That's, that way you won't be staring at the back. Round of applause, please, for the Looney's fortune. Like, uh, in the Old Testament, there's the idea of the Ebenezer, the stone of remembrance, and I was, that brought... Remember during COVID, we're doing... I was standing on the roof or whatever, and we were doing the drive-in services, and... That little instrument that, made, that brought tears to my eyes, you know, um, just the recognition of that. Thank you so much, Looney's Fortune, for being with us this morning. Um, Advent, season of hope. Um, Advent means arrival, and it's both a season for celebrating his first arrival, God's first arrival in the form of his son, his only begotten son, Jesus the Christ, but it's also the looking forward to his second arrival. And then the lectionary texts go back and forth um, between celebrating that and looking at end days. We went off grid. Uh, we were going VBS. Um, Terry led the children through Isaiah chapter 60. And I'd love to read the first five verses of 60. And that kind of set the stage just as months ago for what our Advent season is, uh, our series, preaching series, will be, or is, or whatever. I'm a little excited. Can you tell? <laughs> Good. Because I'm hoping that comes across, not as grumpy Jason, but as fired up Jason. And um, let's look at God's Word. Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 5, that's not going to be on the text. So, Carl Bart says, Scripture's not meant to be read, it's meant to be heard. So, if you want to, close your eyes and listen. It'll be, 
This will be the, the series text, and then I'll read this morning's sermon text. But here's Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 5. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried in their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. To set the stage for our gospel text this morning, he, Isaiah wrote that around 760 B.C. And the God's people... The Hebrew people had spent those 760 years waiting, beat down, cast out misfits for the Messiah, for this Messiah that Isaiah had proclaimed was coming. These texts will be up on the screen. Chapter, chapter, uh, Luke chapter 1. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were getting on in their years. Skip down to verse 24. After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she remained in seclusion. She said, this is what the Lord has done for me. When he looked favorably upon me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people. And then skip further down to 39. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean city in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. Preach through me. May my words drop to the ground and be quickly forgotten. May your words penetrate the hardest of hearts, change us forever. And all God's people said, Obviously, we're looking at Elizabeth. Obviously, we're looking at hope. How does hope arrive to Elizabeth? How does hope arrive to Elizabeth? We first, that first section of Scripture, those two verses, five through seven, we find out that Elizabeth has been faithful day in, day out. She's done what the Lord has asked her to do. Sometimes just doing the right thing for a long time sets you up for hope. 
I used to work for a guy named Mark McCormick. He was uh, my boss when we were doing college ministry. And he said, when in doubt, do the right thing. It's that simple. When in doubt, do the right thing. When you don't feel like it, get up, read your scripture. When you don't feel like it, love your enemy. When you don't feel like it, be patient with those around you. We also find out in those first couple of verses, Elizabeth and her husband, Zechariah, um, getting up there in age. <laughs> What's that code for? Old, right? They're getting up there in age. They've been doing the right thing in and out, and they've been doing it a long time. I'm looking at commentaries, and a lot of commentaries kind of skip over Elizabeth. I want to pause on Elizabeth this morning. And I want you women in here that are getting older in age or whatever, what does it say in Scripture? Getting on in years. For you to hear through me and my voice, God sees you and you are the real deal. Daytimers, we're going through First uh, Samuel, and we're learning. We were we were just studying Hannah, the mother of Samuel, and the ties between Hannah and Elizabeth are astounding. They're both growing older in years. They were growing in years. They're both faithful. They're both longing for children. They're both blessed by God to have children. Notice one thing also in these verses. Elizabeth is a PK. Elizabeth is a pastor's kid. Raise your hand if you're married to a pastor's kid. Yeah, you're not married to a pastor's kid. I'm married to a pastor's kid. Making her even more the real deal. Who cleans up? Like we we were talking about it for over an hour. Like daytimers, to be fair, we 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 hunker down. We some day, some weeks we only get one verse in, and we just talk a couple hours on that verse. But we were just hunkering down on who cleans all the stuff that's a mess because of this daily sacrifices. Who cleans up after all this burnt offering and barbecuing, right? It's the faithful women. I love the Gospel of Luke. Most commentators and most theologians say his main source was Mary, the mother of Jesus. That's why Luke puts in his gospel at the forefront these amazing women of God. So, the first section, getting on in years, she's doing day in and day out. Then Gabriel comes to Zechariah. Zechariah has the dream, says, ah, I'm getting too old. I'm not, there's no way I'm going to have a son. What's, what's Gabriel say to Zechariah? You shut your mouth until he's born. So he's mute, remember? <laughs> he, he's, he's, I love Zechariah, too. I usually preach on that guy. Uh, but who's, who's believing the whole time? Elizabeth. And then we next hear from her in those 24, through 20, 24 and 25. And what does she say? She praises God. She gives credit where credit is due. So, I'm going to keep cruising, and then we'll get to that in application. And then, Gabriel comes down, visits Mary, cousin of Elizabeth, younger cousin of Elizabeth. Who here got cousins? 
Who in here has older cousins? What do you think of when you think of those older cousins? <laughs> Some people are like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> this is church. You don't want to say you don't want, you don't want me to say that. <laughs> For me, I think of my older cousin Cassie. Just wise, just anchored. In love with Jesus, in love with people. We get that last section. And you hear, everybody hears from Gabriel, meets with Gabriel, except Elizabeth. What does it say? Elizabeth's filled with the Holy Spirit, the she fire. Holy Spirit drops on Elizabeth. And she blesses Mary. She does a benediction over Mary. Nestor, a couple weeks ago. I just noticed people were falling asleep. I'm going to throw in a story. Anybody want a story? <laughs> Nestor, that guy's a luchador. He, he organized an event where like there were 60 or 70 luchadors wrestling to raise, raise uh, like a Mexican wrestling match to raise awareness uh, for colon cancer. He asked this guy, have you met this guy? This guy, he, he, met, he asked this guy to do the benediction over it, over, bless these, these wrestlers. That'll be seared in my soul for the rest of my life. I was in this barn in Costa Mesa, and I'm looking out, and I should have taken a picture. That's my one regret. I should have taken a picture, but there's all these Mexican wrestling, there's there's a sea of Mexican wrestling masks, and I give them the benediction I usually give you guys, but may God's face shine upon you. And I could see them start to tear up and start to, like, get fired up. I imagine that this was this uh, wasn't like that. <laughs> it was a little like that in that here's this older cousin blessing her younger cousin and saying some potent, potent things. Look at that. Look at what she says. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. She's got her eyes on the prize, and she's the only one. Commentators say this is the gospel before the gospel. Then right after this, Mary sings her song. And Mary's song, as you may or may not know, I think it's born out of Elizabeth's blessing. And I think Elizabeth reminds her of Hannah. And Mary's song is almost verbatim Hannah's prayer over Samuel. How do we apply this? How does Elizabeth, how does her hope arrive? First, she's step by step following after God. When in doubt, do the right thing. Be faithful. Kudos to everyone here. This is Thanksgiving weekend, and you're smack dab in the place where God says, well done, good and faithful servant. We gather together. That'll be my third one. Hold on a second. Also, she she gets her hope from her wisdom and experience. I'm a young buck. I'm surrounded by wisdom and experience. And if the women in this room that are com- that that are on beyond their years, whatever that phrase is, are getting on in their years. If you hear one thing, hear this from me this morning. God absolutely adores you. You are the real deal more than all these people on the news and all these people on these entertainment magazines. In God's house, you are the queens, you are the heroes.
Your fidelity matters. And God sees it, I see it, and I praise God for it. And then my my third application is you huddle together. I was watching this, I saw this documentary on Natalie Wood. You know, Natalie Wood, the famous actress, she died in an accident over in Catalina. Um, and there's kind of debate on how she died and all that stuff. So all these family, these different people are coming out with these docu- diff- different documentaries. But the one that was put out by the family, um, she was married to Robert Wagner at the time of her death. And as soon as Robert Wagner found out that Natalie had passed, he called both of Natalie's daughters and said, meet me at home. And they drove and they met in their home. I think it was in Beverly Hills or Hollywood Hills or something like that. And Wagner says, I, did, I said two things. We huddled together in the atrium and I said two things. And just a side note. The people of Israel at this point are beat down. Have you ever been beat down? I think about the time when my mom died in 03, coming up on over 20 years. And I wish somebody had said, what Robert Wagner said to his daughters, to me. He huddled them up, and he grabbed them, and he said, first, I said, I looked him in the eye, and I said, I love you. And second, I said, it's going to be all right. And we as followers of Jesus can say a third thing. It's going to be more than all right. It's all going to be redeemed. It's all going to be ransomed. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away and your daughters shall be carried in their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. Let's stand. Please stand. And let's sing of our great joy. And you can also fill in hope for the word joy every once in a while. Being such a musical congregation, I would like to uh, ask you to help us this way. Uh, we're going to have to, we're going to sing <coughs> number 182 in uh, our Tamil uh, The name of the town is How Great Our Joy. And now, there is a story to this kind of music. Uh, given as an example, a church in Paris, France, where you have two organs. The grand one up in the balcony with somebody with all there. And the smaller organ with a choir in the front of the church, how meters away, um, with a Gabriel Foray's organs. Now, it was said that during other toys, they were doing each other, the, the great organs, doing things on the fire. Okay. This uh, piece is asking us to do some passages without effect. When the big organ congregation was singing, then the choir was doing the echo, the antiphonal 
start in the back. We want to do, use this effect. And the composites for all these piece help us do a forte passage, which means loud, and the piano passage, which means soft. So quiet, please uh, get your hands and number one and you two. And watch both Danny and me doing this kind of things. Let's try to imitate that. That'll be fun. <laughs> I think I sang in any of the right places. Did you? <laughs> joy, joy, joy! C minus, C minus. Cornell gets an A plus, everybody else gets a C minus today. No, I'm just playing. Uh, I am so grateful to God for each of you. Thank you for showing up this morning and worshiping our Lord Jesus together. Um, this kicks off the Christian New Year, actually. This is the Christian New Year, Advent, the arrival. Let me give us a benediction, and then we'll make sure you stick around for this postlude. These guys are beautiful. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Let it be so. Amen.